The purpose of Retire with Style is to help you discover the retirement income plan that is right for you. The first step is to discover your retirement income personality. Start by going to resaprofile.com style and sign up to take the industry's first financial personality tool for retirement planning. Hey everyone, Alex here with uh, Wade and a very special guest, Megan Richter from Intentionally. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this LinkedIn Live. Everyone, you want to say your hellos? Hello, happy Thursday, everyone. Yep, hi. Yep, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Sure. And what we wanted to do today is uh, we've been, you know, we've been promoting the the Risa Masterclass for the last month and change now, and we're getting near the final stretch. So uh, we ran out of uh, album covers to <laughs> to promote and, and the like. Uh, and so what we wanted to do, since we've been we've, we've been getting some questions, uh, is just really detail what to expect in the upcoming masterclass because we think it's something that is. Uh, actually uh, a pretty cool thing to to be offering to the industry but and i think you, you'll get a lot out of it so uh with that in mind i'll start it off uh, it's a three-day master class it's now it's from 12 to 1 30 you know eastern time and so the thinking is that we're gonna take we're gonna tackle a, a, a concept every day and then come up with something by the end of that day. Have you actually, you know, move the needle on that that concept? So there will be things to do as well. And on the first day, it's really just going back, going back to the basics and talking about the research behind the RISA and what it is. And uh, you know, some of the questions we'll discuss on the first day and and way that you maybe flesh this out. But we'll start off with why we did this, why, why, why we thought to embark on this research. Wade, do you want to maybe flesh that out a little bit, what that means for the people listening in, what, what they'll be hearing about yeah, that? Yeah, it really touches upon, in some sense, the whole history of retirement income planning, but we'll talk about how there's been different approaches to building retirement strategies and often very strong disagreements about which of these approaches is optimal as part of the research I've done in retirement income, though, really coming to recognize that there are different viable approaches. And so why is it that some people choose to go with a more of an investments-based kind of 4% rule or related type approach? Why do some people value annuities? Why do other people think that annuities are terrible to consider? Uh, What about bucketing strategies? So there's so many different approaches and we'll talk a little bit about what those are how do people choose from among them in the past? But then really the, the motivation for us is could we build some sort of framework around this idea? How do people actually think about choosing a retirement strategy? And more specifically, what sort of preferences or what sort of factors can be identified to help determine how people view the world or their, their personality yeah. 
for retirement? And, and how do those personalities develop in terms of what sort of characteristics can we find? Can we build a tool around that to then help people identify as a starting point, which of the many different retirement strategy options might resonate best for their own personal situations? Yeah. And so, like I said, you know, why we started, we'll go over why we, why we started this. And, you know, it was really to answer client questions that, that we were getting in. And Michael, the orange shirt is representative of the Miami Dolphins getting ready for the football season. So thank you for that comment about the orange <laughs> on, on, on the shirt. Uh, now, with, with, with that in mind, you know, we, the, you know, why we started this, you know, what, what did we find, you know, in terms of the current environment? You know, we're going to be talking about how the provisioning of advice is kind of given nowadays. And it, it's, it's one of those things where everyone has kind of a team that they're affiliated with. And I think the current environment runs deep into what we're discussing as one of our main uh, pillars with regards to the RISA. And that's this, uh, there are many credible strategies. And so within our take, our, our, we view our job as being, how do we define those strategies? How do we identify those strategies resonate, you know, which strategies resonate with individuals? And so we're going to be doing a review on that and talking about maybe some, some things that are happening now, which are leading folks to maybe mismatch strategies. Wade, do you want to maybe flesh out that comment a little bit? Yeah. And so really this first day is primarily educational content. We do have CE credits available for the CFP program uh, for the first two days. And it's because much of it is educational content to CE credit hours if you attend both of the first two days. But yeah, uh, it's like we noted, there are different retirement strategies. And, and ultimately, the RISA is something that will be appreciated by generally advisors who are open to the idea that there are multiple strategies. It's still the case with financial services that many people are still just wedded to one approach. And so that's what leads to the concern that for consumers who don't really know where to begin with retirement, there becomes this element of randomness of which of the strategies do they hear about first? Any advocate for a strategy obviously will make it sound good. And, and then they end up with a strategy that may or may not be the right one for them. And, and that's really the current environment in that regard. That's where, again, the RISA framework has this potential to be that first step to help get people who may not necessarily know that they have different options to quickly sort through the different options and find the, the right starting point for them. And potentially if they do it or do it yourself, or if they are somebody who works with a financial professional or is thinking to work with an advisor, this becomes very important to make sure that they work with an advisor who's aligned and who's able to offer the uh, the style or strategy that that person is most comfortable with. So, so we've set up the table. We sort of said why we got into this is sort of it depends question that we wanted to answer with clients, the current environment and how that blends well. And then out of that came the RISA framework which is effectively you know, how we're able to actually assess these preferences among uh, prospects and how that translates to strategies. Strategies being just a, a quick, uh, maybe a sneak peek, a total return strategy, a time segmentation strategy, an income protection strategy, a risk wrap strategy. How can we identify individuals' preferences that kind of point them to those strategies? And that's the, the RISA framework 
that we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it during the, the presentation. And then from there, once we lay it out, we'll show you what we found in the research, you know, that to give us confidence that this is a credible, reliable, and valid approach to identifying strategies. Wade, maybe you want to talk about just what kind of studies we did. You know, you know, we can kind of do a little teaser, if you will, of of you know, of why we think it's why we're very excited about the results. <laughs> yeah. So we've done multiple studies at this point. Initially, it was with the retirement researcher community, which is a well, many kind of sophisticated type consumers who are part of that community who are really looking for deep dives into retirement income content, we did a study with them. But then since then as well, we've done multiple studies that have nationally representative populations. So it's not just personal finance hobbyists, but everyday Americans uh, were able to answer, understand and answer the questions and in a manner that showed they really understood the questions because they were able to answer them in a, a manner that aligns and, and translates into uh, the types of factors that we found. Uh, we have found that there's these two primary factors. And of course, we don't want to get too far into the, the weeds of this right now. Yeah, because to show that's up. what yeah, the, the masterclass is for. <laughs> yeah, you'll learn about the probability-based versus safety-first factor. How much is someone comfortable relying on market growth versus wanting contractual protections? And then the optionality versus commitment factor, which is how much does someone value pure flexibility for all their assets versus being comfortable committing some of their assets to something that they they know can help solve for their lifetime problem and take it off their to-do list so that they don't have to be as worried about it in the future. And, and consistently with different studies done at the, again, the not just with a narrow subgroup of more sophisticated type consumers, but also with the nationally representative population, we do find consistent results that people understand the questions, they, they translate into styles, and we see the same sort of breakdowns in the population about how, how prevalent these styles are and how they do translate into things like when, if somebody... If, well, if you're a financial professional who tends to focus on insurance, we do see, well, if you're talking to someone who has a total return style, they're very unlikely to be interested in the conversation around insurance. But if you have uh, someone who's got the income protection style, that resonates much better and they are much more likely to engage in that sort of conversation because it better resonates with the, the probability, I'm sorry, the safety first and, and commitment orientation. So that, yeah, that's what these studies were all designed to do, the, these two primary factors and then four secondary factors that we'll touch upon as well, but really are not necessary yeah. to get the story of the RISA. And just real quick, we want to go through the trouble, not the trouble. This is because ultimately we're going to talk about a, a, an offer, right? And so we want to make sure that there's this belief in the credibility behind it and the science behind it, which, you know, get your CE credits, you know, while you're there. And then from there, we're going to talk about case studies, how the RISA has been, it can be, is used, how you can use it within your practice to help you in the advice giving component of your practice and to help you, frankly, in, in the, in, you know, there's a big push now towards really getting to know the client and the whole psychology behind the relationship and the dynamic. And so we're going to be going over client stories, how the RISA helps facilitate that because RISA is ultimately a blend of retirement income planning and psychology, uh, specifically personality assessments and how you can 
help how it can help your firm sort of uh, manifest preferences that lead to strategies in a way that you're still developing rapport with the client. So we're going to be doing that at, at the end of the first day. On the second day, we're going okay, to be Alex, talk- so just oh, sorry. For the, <laughs> we are going through this in chronological order. So, so Megan is going to be very much a part of the third day. But oh, yeah, 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 the second day, we're going to, it's, it's another CE credit day. And we're going to be discussing a little bit of the, the psychological, it's going to be more uh, psychological in, in nature. And we're going to start off with what's now what we call the implementation matrix. And as much as ERISA helps identify your preferences of how you want to source retirement income, the person still needs to implement and there's a lot being written in the in the more in the trade magazines more than anything about what your client persona is as it relates to collaborator, delegators, validators, do-it-yourselfers. And what we've done is we've created a scale around that that helps us identify that. And we're going to be talking about how that how those what 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 was created, what went into creating that, what were all the psychological factors that we took to creating that that helps us then identify how someone likes to implement that, right? And so that's, we're, we're going to do that. But then after that, we're going to go into interpreting the RISA. The idea is after the first day too, for homework, you'll get a RISA to do, like you'll do your own RISA. And so then on the second day, we'll talk about the interpretation of the scores and what that means. Wait, you want to maybe give a little, you know, sneak peek yeah. about the interpreting the RISA? Yeah, well, so first with the the financial implementation too, maybe just that's something that can be very important. And this wasn't something we were thinking about initially, but when working with prospects, you understand not just their retirement income style, how they want to build their retirement strategy. And that's what interpreting the RISA is all about. But you do also then know, are they somebody that's looking for an ongoing advisory relationship? Are they a collaborator or a delegator? Are they someone who's more of a do-it-yourself type person who's unlikely to want to work with a financial professional other than perhaps a one-off financial transaction of some sort? Or are they a validator who may be looking more for help at particular inflection points, but not necessarily on an ongoing basis? Then with interpreting the RISA, this is where we start to get into the issue of, well, what do we do? And, and so ultimately there's financial planning is part of the process, of course, as well, uh, looking for whether individuals have an income gap and then understanding how they might like to fill that gap through the RISA by translating. The, the RISA not just provides characteristics or, or shows the characteristics of individuals, but also really it can be used with financial products as well. So if somebody has a particular style, what sort of financial strategies or products or approaches tend to resonate best with that style? And, and we can start to map out different implementation methods, different ways to actually implement retirement strategies based on the RISA style. So whether it's more of a diversified investing approach, whether it uses bond ladders and time segmentation and bucketing, whether it looks to build a floor of protected lifetime income through commercial annuity products and so forth, you really start to able to be able to interpret someone's style into or translate that into a, a strategy and the financial products or approaches 
that also resonate with that particular study. Yeah, and and something else that we're going to look at when we talk about implementation and and the 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 meeting and and what cadence to have in the meeting based on the persona, we're going to go heavy into psychological constructs that many that in our industry you start seeing uh, thrown around. And we're going to talk about their effects on the relationship. The first one being loss aversion, the heuristics around that, inertia, numeracy, perceived numeracy, self-efficacy, and advice users. So we're really going to drill down and identify what personas, you know, uh, need to be addressed, you know, within these factors a little bit more so than others. And then what messaging helps to really get the information across. So that's something we're, we're also going to be focusing on as well on that in that second day. Okay. And then, uh, Wade, from there, we're going to talk about just consumer reactions. We've given this to many advisors are using this. Many clients have taken this at this point. And this is something that this is a tool that we're going to have available for advisors. Cause at the end of the second day, we have, you know, the Reese as a software tool. So we want to lay the groundwork before we make the offer, but before making an offer, you know, to look at the Risa. We're going to talk about how consumers have reacted to it, how advisors have reacted to it. What are they saying? Because we we just think it's very important that if you put something in front, whatever you put in front of a prospect or a client, it's a reflection of your own firm. And so we want to make sure that there's confidence behind that. And I can say that we, we're onto something here because the the level of confidence or the, the, the level of language that folks are using to describe the RISA is really is really good. You know, I, it behooves me to say it. So it sounds weird me saying that, right? But it's, it's, we, we know that we're onto something regardless of what the research shows and all of that, even though it's important from an academic standpoint, Wade and I look at each other sometimes. We're more astounded by the reactions from consumers than anything, right? Wade, wouldn't you say? And mm-hmm. then, uh, Melanie in the background is telling me that we're at the 18 minute mark. So uh, let's uh, move it along. And so we're going to talk about how to take the RISA to attract, nurture, qualify, and convert clients. Because at the end of the day, too, we feel the hardest thing for an advisor to do is actually do that. Attract, nurture, qualify, and convert clients. Mm -hmm. Now, I love Wade, but as much as, you know, we can talk about Excel sheets and things like that. That's figure outable, right? <laughs> what's what's a little tough is really just how to use this for your practice. Hence, on the third day, we want to show you how to use this tool to to improve your practice. You know, on on a, on, a, on an order of magnitude. And I'll leave. I'll I'll introduce Megan now. Megan. Yeah, saving the, one of the best topics for last. So, you know, the third day of the session is really perfect because it builds on the foundation of everything that Alex and we just gave you a preview of. Um, and, again, and Megan will be joining us on the third day. Yes, I will be there to dig into <laughs> the topics a little bit more in depth. And so, um, again, we're a firm believer in that. We want to make, make sure that you understand the, the psychology, the research, the expertise that goes into fueling um, the RISA assessment tool. Um, but then we also want to make sure in an extension of the practical application of this, this masterclass, you know how to use it. So in that third day, we're really going to be breaking down the steps of how to go to market with the RISA. Once you have it in hand, how do you make the most of this tool to bring in either new business with potential um, investors who fit your ideal demographic or better engage your clients? Um, and one of the most 
most exciting things and, and why intentionally loves um, joining the, the RESA team is we think that the RESA itself is a powerful lead generation tool. And so once you have that tool in hand, it's very key to make sure that you're building an effective, what we call lead magnet strategy. So we'll go through a number of um, best practices and recommendations of how to best mobilize it as a lead generation tool, and then also how to build follow-up campaigns to keep the conversations open um, to best leverage the insights you've gained on these certain personas that have been built and the information that's been collected through the, the RESA assessment itself. Um, and then lastly, most importantly, once you get new leads in, um, new engagement with your customers, um, we'll kind of dovetail it back with Alex to go through a little bit more of how to lead the discovery meeting to facilitate better conversations and really ultimately bring bring bigger connections. And, and that's, I think, a true a true power powerhouse feature of the RESA. So day three will all be marketing, um, communication, and leveraging the RESA as a really powerful um, business growth tool with a number of digital marketing tactics to help you get there. So the uh, myself, members of the Intentionally team will be kind of leading some of our expertise on, on how to best mobilize that and what we've seen be most effective for some of the RESA firms that we've worked with today. Yeah, I mean... Excellent. <laughs> uh, like I said, and this is a this is a day that we added. We didn't have this in our last launch, but the feedback from advisors was, "How do we use this for our practice? How do we use this to grow our practice?" And you know, we work with intentionally, which is the 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 trophy uh, marketing firm within registered and within within the advisory space, and uh, who better? Then to help us teach advisors about this, then uh, then intentionally. So uh, you know, here we are. So I, I that that alone is is reason enough. Now the third day is not CE credits because that's that's a marketing one. It's not needed, but the first two are needed for for CE credits, and we think it's great. We're, we're excited to do this, and we just wanted to lay this out there in case anyone wants a, a reference, you know, for for what this is about. Yeah. And last thing, Alex, I will note um, for anyone following along in the chat, if you're interested in joining us and haven't already registered, we did drop in the link to the registration page. If you do pop in on the, the LinkedIn profile page for Risa as a whole, the registration link through the event page is there. So we'd love to see you, love to have you join. But if you're looking to actually make the commitment and sign up um, for this great free three-day opportunity, you can take a look in the chat. All righty. Yeah. All Wait, right. Any parting comments? I don't know if there were any questions. It seems like a, a couple of questions may have come in. I, I did see one from uh, Dave asking about if people truly understand retirement risks. And if not, does that leave them unprepared for retirement? And I, I do think that's certainly an issue that what really makes retirement income distinct in financial services is the new set of risks that make it much more difficult to use simple modern portfolio theory type approaches to understanding the retirement problem. So you have the longevity risk. People really don't have a good sense of how long they could potentially live and how to manage that risk. And you have the sequence of returns risk, which is just when you're taking distributions, market downturns can have a bigger impact on the long-term longevity of the portfolio. And so there are a number of different approaches available to manage those risks. For some people, maintaining the same sort of a modern portfolio theory, diversified portfolio will be what they're comfortable with, uh, having a full understanding of those risks in mind. But we do find uh, in, in these multiple national studies, about two thirds of the population may be looking for something else. 
And that's going to then help them feel comfortable with a strategy that can better manage those types of risks. And the only thing I would add to that is within the RISA, we do have a, a section that assesses those new risk in retirement that could be used within the overall assessment. But it's used quite a bit. But uh, more to follow. Join the masterclass and find out more about how we measure them. <laughs> All righty. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so Thanks. much. Appreciate the Take time. Care. Thank you. Wade and Alex are both principals in McLean Asset Management and Retirement Researcher. Both are SEC-registered investment advisors located in Tysons, Virginia. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational and educational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific securities. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor. All investing comes with a risk, including risk of loss. Past performance does not guarantee future results.